Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation and is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. We invite you to learn more by visiting healthcareexperience.org. Healthcare Experience Matters listeners, we have a repeat guest joining us today. We loved the first episode so much, I had to have him back on. We're talking with Dr. Paul Glisson. He currently serves as Chief Medical Officer with Infirmary Health in Mobile, Alabama. And uh, last time he joined us, we talked emotional intelligence as a healthcare provider. Uh, We love the conversation so much. We want to do a little tweak to that. And today we're going to be talking about social intelligence, specific to healthcare leadership, but of course, Um, So much is going to be applicable to anyone working in healthcare. So Dr. Glisson, I'll let you take it from here. And just for listeners who might have missed our first conversation, uh, do you just mind, you know, refreshing us on who you are and what you do? Sure. Thanks, Casey. Yep. I'm Paul Glisson. I'm currently serving as the chief medical officer at Thomas Hospital, which is part of Infirmary Health System, based in uh, Mobile, Alabama. Uh, it's the largest nonprofit uh, healthcare system in our region here, and uh, I'm excited to be here as part of Infirmary Health. Now, I've been here almost a year, and uh, it's been exciting to see uh, how different organizations uh, place their uh, leaders uh, and their positions and uh, the roles and responsibilities for them and how they set them up for success. So it's been good to get a, a different point of view on that. Um, before this, I was at Baptist Healthcare, was there about 11 years and served as their chief medical officer for a, a portion of that. And before that, I was a practicing emergency medicine physician full time. Uh, and I still practice emergency medicine every chance that I get several times a month here. And uh, before that, I was um, in the U.S. Navy. So I spent some time as a leader in the uh, United States Navy as a um, general medical officer and uh did uh, quite a few exciting things there too. So that's kind of my background uh, besides being uh, uh, an all around, you know, awesome um, guitar player. I don't know. (laughs) Nice. Awesome. Well, I didn't expect that last piece. Are you more of a Stratocaster man or Telecaster? What do you Oh, I'm definitely a Stratocaster guy. I've got everything, but you know, um, People say that they're a uh, Gibson guy until they wear one for about four or five hours and, they, and they're back and their uh, L4 vertebrae will uh, remind them that uh, there's a reason why people don't wear the the, uh, the Gibsons very long. Wow. Uh, I'm definitely a Stratocaster guy. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Well, there you hear it from a doctor. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your spine surgeon will actually encourage you to wear the Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. That that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so before we talk uh, social intelligence and leadership, just um, describe to us what some of the most vital attributes a leader in today's healthcare environment kind of must have, given what's going on out there. Well, I you know I think there's been lots of new challenges come up with uh, the pandemic, the you know the the triple pandemic, the quadruple pandemic, uh, our resources here, how we've seen late the labor force shrink and then swell and then shrink again and the whole new labor laws about how we uh, or the, the unwritten laws about how uh, employees expect to be treated and the whole uh, debate about remote work versus uh, on-site care, which is interesting in healthcare because there are facets of both. So there's all these new rules that are going around, but um, I think it's still a focus on people and a focus on um, 
the big picture when it comes to leadership here. So that's that's one thing I've noticed that and um as it it's just made it easier for uh healthcare leaders to focus on a bigger picture uh when you had these new challenges come up. Because otherwise I think you would get kind of you would get used to the same old, same old thing, just the, the routine grind. So this has given us new uh, incentives here to focus on the big picture, to see how uh, all these new challenges affect us. So I'm going to read the textbook definition here of social intelligence, the capacity to know oneself and to know others. And it develops from experience with people and learning from success and failures in social settings. So with that definition in mind for our listeners, do you think social intelligence is a prerequisite to being an effective leader in healthcare? You know, I wouldn't say it's a prerequisite. I would say if you have it, you're going to be much more successful, though. I I know lots of leaders um, who are, you know, probably on the spectrum quite a bit, and they are brilliant, especially in healthcare. When you look at physician leaders, there are a lot of brilliant physicians, and uh, they do very well because people uh, in healthcare kind of hear want to hear what they say. But I think you're going to be a lot more successful if you focus on your relationships with people. And, uh, you know, it's, you talked there about uh, failures in social settings. Um, I think we all know people who are natural people person, you know, a people person and people who are not. And uh, in fact, just a few minutes ago, I had a conversation with a patient uh, about um, you know, the patient just had a bad interaction with a with a provider. And, you know, I found myself saying, well, you know, he's not a people person. And uh, that was not good enough for her. The, the patient wanted a better excuse than that or wanted uh, wanted that addressed because she did not think she'd be in that situation and not be a people person. So, um, so it did make me think about it quite a bit because there are folks who struggle with it. And, um, you know, it's not something that I think is probably you're born with. It's something you probably got to work on. That's fascinating. I, I think there's kind of two elements in play here and I'll have you react to this thought here. Um, So there's, you know, it's the social setting of interacting with a patient and then social setting of interacting with colleagues. Um, Is that what, what do you think? Is it, is it both equally as important? I I think so. Um, You know, when you interact with a patient, it's important that you interact with them socially as if they were, you know, a human being. And you have to take into account um, the fact that they may feel vulnerable in their situation. You know, a lot of times when you're having that conversation, they don't have their clothes on. They're in a gown or they've got paper shoes on or, or whatever. And, you know, or they've got IVs and medications going in where they don't kill themselves there. So uh, it's very important that you have social awareness and social intelligence at that time to uh, examine that relationship as you discuss it with the patient. And then when you're coming in with as in a leadership role, um, I think it's the other focus there should be that um, it's not about you. you know, when you're when you're um, when you're at the car dealership and you're trying to get your car fixed and everything, and you know if you're still making that noise, you're having that discussion with them about you know it's about me, it's about me, it's about my car. This makes this noise, and you're you're going to fix it. But when you come in as a physician leader, you really need to look at this as the big picture. It's not about me. It's not what Paul Glisson wants or what Paul Glisson needs. It's what your community needs. It's what your healthcare system needs or it's what your medical staff needs. And you have to be able to put that aside and really look at it with a third eye to say, what, what does the situation require? So, um, yeah, it's it's that ability to look at that from a, from a different point of view. I think it's going to make you make you successful. How much impact do you think leadership has on creating an overall positive slash healthy workplace um, in our cultures? The the workplace culture is relationship. 
They're the same thing. And it doesn't really matter what industry you're in. If you're making widgets, uh, if you're um, if you're in a, a service industry or if you're in healthcare, really your workplace culture is the relationship you have with the people you work with. So uh, again, if you have social intelligence as part of that leadership style, it's going to make everything more healthy for uh, for everyone involved. Yeah, and we kind of touched on this question earlier, but um, what advice do you have for people where social intelligence just doesn't come natural to them? Yeah, um, so for those folks who struggle with it, I would say really focus on talking to people. And uh, you know, one of the best, some of the best advice I ever got was uh, I had a leader uh, ask me to take people to lunch if I could not stand talking to them. Uh, he, he made me take a list of people that I really had a struggle, you know, struggling to talk with them. He said, well, take them to lunch. And uh, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, an hour with that that person, I I will not make it through the through the situation. But uh, I didn't start off with lunch. It was kind of hard to do, but I did start reaching out to those people and making a, a habit to come by and talk to them more. And the more uncomfortable I was, uh, the better I got at talking with people. So um, I think if you're having a hard time talking with, with people, it, a lot of people kind of struggle with an agenda and they want to come in and hit these five points. And I've heard, I've had people stop me and say, but wait, I've not made all my points yet. And I've always thought that was odd. It's like, what, what points did you want to make, uh, besides just making a connection? And really your point should be, let's make a connection. So if you're going in with an agenda to, to have discussions with people, uh, my advice would be to put the agenda away, maybe read it one time, put it away. And then think of a great one-liner. For instance, if I was going to come talk to you today, Casey, about uh, social intelligence, I would say, okay, I want to hit these five points about social intelligence. Is it innate? Is it not? Do people uh, learn it from their parents? Is it, is it you know, genetic? Those kind of things. I maybe make my list, okay, and I would put that away, and I would start this conversation with you, Casey, like this. Hey, Casey, hey, good to see you today. Uh, listen, I got a question for you. What do you think about tattoos? I mean, I know there are some very good looking tattoos here, but my little sister wants one. And now I'm thinks I'm second guessing myself. What do you think, Casey? Uh, I personally, I like tattoos. I think they're. Well, there you go. See, I think in the right spot, spot, it could be, it'd be like a conversation starter. Like yeah. it could help you make conversations with people you don't really want to talk to sometimes there. So maybe I should think about getting a tattoo because I've got to talk to you today about some difficult things. And, uh, and I roll into that conversation there. So it's just a way of being a human being and having a normal conversation with someone without the agenda. Cause sometimes the agenda, you trip on that quite a bit. So have a good opener and then uh, the closer will come naturally to you. Oh, that's awesome. This is why we love having you on. Just really practical stuff here. I love it. All right. So how important is self-awareness when it comes to what we're talking about today, um, developing social intelligence and effective leadership? Yeah, I think self-awareness has to do with your relationship with yourself. And, um, you know, if you look at the pyramid there of of, uh, of having a healthy uh, mental attitude in life here, I think you start with your relationship with your body first and uh, making sure you get plenty of rest and um, eating. You have a great diet and at least some degree of exercise, which is um, the degree could be debatable. But once you have a great relationship with your body, then you have relationships with other people. And um, like we talked about already, just being able to have normal human conversations with people. But I think at the top of that pyramid is your relationship with yourself and self-awareness. So you really have to look at those relationships with the people first. And that gives you perspective of how um, how aware you are of your own relationship with yourself. 
Do you have any other thoughts on how effective leadership in healthcare organization uh, impacts the overall patient experience? Well, I think when you come to effective leadership, um, it, it's the it's the foundation that kind of um, everything else is built on. If you don't have this foundation where you have effective leadership and, and the ability to communicate with the people you work with, then you get stuck in you get stuck in this maze on the side there where um, I can't really talk about safety numbers or I can't talk about quality metrics. I can't talk about the number of falls we've had in the hospital here because I can't talk to you. <laughs> so, you know, if, if I have a great uh, stream of communication back and forth with my leaders, then we really focus on the signal and not the noise around there. So that's what we want to focus on is, is, is increasing that signal to noise ratio. And the best way to do that is have um, a strong foundation of communication. You've been listening to Dr. Paul Glisson joining us today. We're talking leadership, social intelligence. And um, so I'm going to give Dr. Glisson here the final word. Is there anything else you wanted to add to today's conversation before we wrap it up here? Well, I'd say um, social intelligence is, is it's an important aspect of any leader, and uh, you can get practice on that by um, not only people you work with, but just uh, people you meet in the mall. And uh, if you have a hard time with that, just focus on having a good opener and the closer will come to itself. And if you can't find a good opener, you can always start with gratefulness. It's always uh, good to start off with, hey, thank you for so much that you've done for me and uh, really be genuine about that. And I think it comes through there. So uh, if you open with with gratefulness, it's easy to close with that as well. So thank you, Casey. Thank you for your time today, Dr. Wilson. We look forward to hearing from you again. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. To learn more, please visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.